Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groby with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Ben takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, his score. Touchdown. Quinn Groby showing the great athletic ability, did it. His way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Grovey. Groovin' with Grovey is brought to you by Petty Gene Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Gene Meats and taste the difference. All right, let's bring him in. Hello, Quinn. What's going on, fellas? Buddy, we're ready. Back for another year. Oh, we're excited. I know you're excited. We're so excited. Um,. I'm looking forward to listening to you this year. I really am. So the season is, uh, what, nine days away? It's almost here. Yeah, it's it's here. It's football season. And get a, get a football game uh, on Saturday. That'll mm-hmm. be great. And so the season kicks off, and we'll get a chance to see what these Razorbacks do, and then we'll get a chance to hear Wes explain why the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. Yes, that is exactly right. Well, let's start with their left tackles out again. What's new? <laughs> The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, we get football starting at 1130 over in Ireland with Nebraska Northwestern, and then you end the day with the late game over in the islands with Hawaii hosting Vanderbilt, so we get a little SEC flavor in the first weekend. So, uh, admittedly, those are you know not necessarily the elite of college football, but I'll take what I can get right now. Hey, but you also, Justin, you got Illinois playing. Yeah. So you get a chance to see Bielema, and you get to see Barry Lunny stepping it up. I mean, who was at UTSA? Yeah. The uh, last couple of years, and and we, we'll see if uh, Brett allows him to be very very explosive, or if he wants to continue to run the football. So, uh, I, I think I think Barry will be able to do his thing, and then eventually you'll see him be a head coach somewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that would be great. He's uh, he's an Arkansas son, and we obviously love him and root for him. And I'm happy to to see him getting a good opportunity there. I hope it works out well for him. And, um, you know who else is playing? Oh, it's Alabama's hosting Utah State in week one. Our old buddy Blake Anderson's going to have his next, hands full. Yeah. That's the next hey, week. Can, yeah. Yeah. I, I've asked this question on every show I've been on, though. I, can can somebody explain to me what week zero is? Yeah, I heard you asking Randy and Rick about that, and Rick's like, thank you, Quinn. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I have an answer. Yeah, I don't know why we're doing that either, but uh, okay. you know, it's, like, right. it's sort of like the appetizer, Quinn, before your filet okay. comes out. Okay. In, I can tell you in high school, week one is the start of the calendar. Well, they okay. moved it back so that you could start a uh, a week before that. Instead of backing up the calendar a week, they kept the calendar the same. It's week one of their athletic calendar, and now you have high school football games on week zero. And I, okay. I can assume maybe college is doing the same. Instead of just jacking everything up on their calendar that already existed <laughs> week one, well, now you have a week zero. Okay. Yep. All right. Quinn, we have That's not... We have not even taken the field yet, and we're already making bowl predictions. I don't know if you saw the story oh. today. Yeah, Democrat no, Gazette. Yeah, they did a compilation. So it was like Gator Bowl, Citrus Bowl, Texas Bowl. Um, what else do we have, Wes? The new bowl, the, the ReliaQuest Bowl, which was the Outback Bowl. Um, any place you have your eyes on, Wes has already stated his claim to the Sugar Bowl this year. How many How many games do you think we'll have to win to get to the Sugar Bowl? Probably that, 10. 10. That would be the question. 10? Yeah. Wow, that'd be that. Hey, look, I'll, I'll sign up for that. There's no doubt. I'll no sign doubt. Up. Yeah, that should be but, the goal uh, to me. That's why I think that's the well, goal. And well. I, I think it is with this football team. I'm, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really trying to be a homer right now, but I do believe mm-hmm. that with this football team, they believe that they're going to have a great season. 
and you feel the energy being around this football team. So, you know, September is going to be important for this football team. You you really need to, to, to close out September undefeated. And then if you can roll into um, Alabama, man, I mean, you never know what could happen right there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think these guys believe. I mean, they're hungry. I mean, even after a 9-4 and four season where we hadn't had a whole bunch of success, they're hungry. And I think they're they're anxious and chomping at the bit to get out there. And that's that's the feeling I get from the coaches. That's the feeling I get from the players. So hopefully that really translates uh, to to a, a a great season. But hey, you got a big you got a big one week one. I mean, it ain't rice. <laughs> this is not rice. And so uh, we'll see what happens with that. I know you do a ton of research. I've seen your board. I know you're you're going to be well prepared for the broadcast <laughs> next yeah. week. Yeah. We haven't talked a lot about Cincinnati. We'll delve in a little bit more, but give me kind of the, the sort of the overall view on, on Cincy, Quinn, with the key losses yeah. they had. They sent a lot of guys to the NFL last year. Yeah, well, it starts with their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Uh, that That's the guy that uh, he was the straw that stirred the drink. Mm-hmm. But they've got two guys uh, that are that are backing them up right now or, or backed him up last year. The guy who backed him up last year is a guy named Evan Prather. He's a guy that's more of a runner. Uh, he can throw the football, um, so he's more in that Desmond Ritter category, run and throw. And then you got a guy named uh, Ben Bryant. He was there for three years, transferred, and then came back to hmm. Cincinnati. And he's more of a thrower. But Cincinnati has a ton of wide receivers. Uh, they've got big wide receivers. they got small wide receivers. And I would think that that would be the strength of their offense right now, uh, throwing the football. So I, I – I don't know who they're going to start, and uh, we'll see who they start. But they lost a, a great running back in Ford uh, who went to the NFL. Uh, I mean, he had a, a, over 1,000 yards rushing for Cincinnati. They, uh, uh, you know, defensively, they lost two of the best cornerbacks in the country. That, they had a tandem at cornerback that was, like I said, the best in the country. Yeah. And both those guys are in the NFL. They've got to replace them. But looking at looking at them and, and looking at some of the stuff uh, on TV and clips, they're comfortable. They're confident. I think they're going to come in here with a lot of swagger, and so it, it's going to be a big battle. Uh, you know, that's the that's the first uh, group of five or whatever to, to 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 make it outside of the Power Five to the college football playoff, and um, I, I think they believe that they're a top ten program. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. I mean, you, you can be a top 10 team once every one, two, five years, but they believe they're a top 10 program, which means they think they're going to be there every single year. So it's going to be two teams with a whole lot of confidence, and uh, who, whoever can hold on to that confidence is going to win uh, win that football game. It's going to be a battle. Quinn Groby joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline brought to you by Petty Gene Meets. So, you know, he talked about their receivers. Let's talk about Arkansas's cornerbacks. Let's talk about Arkansas's defensive back group as a whole. Feel really good about the All-American Catalan. Miles Slusher got a ton of great experience last year, now slipped into that nickel spot, and he's loving that. Uh, what about the corners and the rest of the defensive backs? How do you feel about that, especially specific to the matchup with Cincy? Well, that's the thing that I think everybody's wondering what's going to happen with um, – you know, you look at the cornerback position. I mean, you, 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 right now you're looking at Ladarius Bishop and Hudson Clark uh, being your starters. And, you know, really can they hold up and, and make plays? Look, Monteric Brown last year was a pleasant surprise, a guy that could go out and, and play extremely well. He was all SEC in a couple of publications uh, at the end of the season. So replacing him is going to be critical. Um, 
Also, I mean, I always say the defensive front and the secondary is really tied to one another. So, you know, what kind of pressure, what kind of uh, what kind of impact do you get from that defensive front? And looking at that defensive front, it's going to be some of your the guys that have been around a program. Like last year, we were like, we're going to have to get some defensive line help from somewhere else. And we, we had three starters from uh, the transfer portal that really helped Arkansas out, and they made a huge impact. You still got a couple of transfers that are that are coming in, and Landon Jackson and Terry Hampton. Um, you know, those guys are going to make an, an impact. Jordan Dominic. I mean, all, I mean, all that kind of stuff. But um, I think you're going to see Deshaun Stewart. I think you're going to see Isaiah Nichols. I think you're going to see Eric Gregory. I think you're going to see Zach Williams. I think you're going to see some of those guys that have been around for a long time get that first opportunity. Um, but a, a guy like Terry Hampton has made a big impact. Uh, in, in fall camp. So I, I think you'll see those guys be intertwined, but can that defensive line apply pressure? We say it every single year. I mean, it's just kind of like a, a, a broken uh, a recording. Can that can that defensive line make uh, apply pressure? Because I always say pressure equals picks and, and coverage equals sacks, and it goes hand in hand. So to me, those are the two areas that you have to worry about. Defensive line and cornerback. I'm comfortable with Bumper. I'm comfortable with Drew Sanders. I'm comfortable with with uh, Chris Paul. I'm I'm comfortable with Catalan, of course. I'm comfortable with Simeon Blair. I'm comfortable up the middle. If you want to be good on defense, if you want to be good in general in football, you better be good up the middle. And uh, I, so, from a linebacker and safety standpoint, there's nobody better than than the the ones we had. Quinn, I'm excited about Drew Sanders and the pressure he may put on the quarterback. Which of these two transfers do you think has a bitter, a bigger impact this year, Drew Sanders or Matt Landers? It needs to be Matt Landers, uh, you know, because I think um, you're trying to replace Traylon Burks, and you've got to have somebody that's going to be dynamic on the outside. And I know Sam has talked about it, how we're not going to be able to replace, you, you know, Traylon with, with one guy. But, Matt, I mean, you know, everything I've seen and heard, uh, Matt Landers, uh, he's he's doing a very nice job. So you, you go back to the Penn State game, you know, in, in the Outback Bowl without without trailing. You struggle in the first half throwing the football, and then K.J. finally just put this team on their back, and Kendall said, we're going to run K.J., and we're just going to – you're just going to pound Penn State. I think now everybody feels a little bit more comfortable about the passing game. K.J. is – I, you know, KJ is really sharp in getting through his progressions. I mean, we've we've had some film session sessions together where we've talked about football. We've talked about a lot of stuff off of camera as well. And man, the guy really understands what's going on from a, a defensive standpoint. So getting to the line of scrimmage and understanding what he needs to do is critical. I know he's talked about his footwork, getting through his progressions. So he'll still have to be able to do that. But I think you know, last year when you're dealing with a, a, a trailing Burks. Why in the world would you throw the football to anybody else? <laughs> you know, if they're if they're loading a box and you're gonna leave that guy out there one on one with somebody, I'm throwing it to him every time, and that's why you see the uh, discrepancy and and just the big the big difference in his catches and everybody else. But I think I think to answer your question, Wes, it's got to be Matt Landers because that's gonna provide value because you already know you got a offensive line that's coming back. You plug Luke Jones in, you got your running backs coming back. You got KJ who can add a different uh, dynamic to the running game. They're going to run the football. Now, if they can throw it and, and cause you problems on the outside, uh, I think that's going to cause problems. And I think, yeah, I think you're going to see a big year from Trey Knox as well. But Matt Landers, Wes, to answer your question, has got to be, 
a guy that can make plays. Yeah, I wanted to ask about him, uh, Trey Knox specifically too, as and the element that that brings because Arkansas has not had a a tight end that's been overly impactful the last couple of years. How how much can he mean to them? Because obviously he and KJ showed some real rapport in some critical spots last year. Yeah, he's he's going to be big. He's going to be big for this football team. And the thing about it is he has put on really good weight and he looks more like a tight end. Uh, you know, you're talking about his big, long frame, adding weight. And he's a guy that can still be uh, pretty fast and dynamic. So what what you have is a is a, a mismatch. You've got a tight end that can roam the middle of the field where linebackers really are going to have a hard time keeping up with a former wide receiver who is now playing tight end. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for that where the arc, where the offense can get an advantage is if he can block. If he can block well in the run game, now that forces the defense to say, okay. All right, we're going to have to deal with Trey Knox. Or are we going to put a safety in here to deal with him? And, or are we going to keep a linebacker in there? And so from a Kendall Brawl standpoint, if you look over there and you see a linebacker in there, then you continue to throw the football over the, over the middle of the field or wherever Trey Knox is. If you see a safety in there, then you have Trey Knox go block him because they're light in the box. And so that's an indicator for an offensive coordinator and quarterback to say whether or not I'm going to run the football based on what the defense is doing. So uh, he can be an X factor. Plus he can split out. You can add another tight end. He can split out and do a lot of different things. And, and now you can run wide. You can run outside zone because you got one tight end with a hand in the ground like backs or whatever. And then now you got Trey Knox on the outside, and he can block a safety as well on the cornerback that's trying to guard him in the slot. So mm-hmm. Trey Knox gives you – he's he could be a Swiss Army knife for this offense in a lot of different ways. A lot of it's going to come down to how physical he can be in the blocking game. We were talking with uh, Kevin Kelly yesterday, a former coach at Pulaski Academy and Presbyterian College, and he made that point about Traylon and how much defenses last year had to respect him and basically put yep. two guys over him, and that helped the running game tremendously. Yep. Can they recreate that in any way? Is, is, that, you know, is that a possibility, or do you just have to move on and spread the wealth? Man, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's the million-dollar question because – you know that if you get one-on-one coverage with 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 Traylon Burks, I'm going to I'm I'm throwing it to him. Yeah. And so from a defensive standpoint, he is what we call a coverage dictator. So you gotta you gotta show your hand when you're dealing with a guy like Traylon Burks. And so that means if if you you want to play man coverage on the backside and you want to put that safety over the top, then you better put him over the top because you you can't have him you know, flirting around like in the box and all that kind of stuff because Burks is going to be down the field. And so it made it easy for KJ to understand, one, I got man coverage over here. Two, if you're going to play somebody over the top, then I understand that. That means somebody's somebody additionally is going to be out of the box. That safety's not going to be able to come down and help. That means I'm going to be able to run the football because I'm going to have, you know, a soft box on that side. So I think it's much better for you if you've got three wide receivers, uh, you go through your progressions and find the open guy. I think that's the evolution that KJ has got to to move forward to uh, this year. I think he will move forward to it. But again, you you can't fault you can't fault getting the football to a guy like Traylon Burks because it's easy money. It's it's stealing, and <laughs> I don't care how you do it. It's it's stealing, and you can say you know the the passing game is you know not dynamic and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just telling you right now, if Traylon Burks is out there by himself. I'm throwing him the football, and that makes all the sense in the world. But now KJ will be able to go through his progressions uh, and, and get the football to the right guy. And so, if you got two or three guys out there that can get separation, catch the football, um, 
And uh, that, that's just really going to allow you to be more dynamic because we know this football team is going to be able to run the football. Quinn Groby, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, courtesy of our friends at Petty Jean Meats. We have talked a little bit about a couple of positions we haven't mentioned much in the last couple of seasons in fall camp, gunners and return men. And Wes is desperate to get a, you know, a nice facsimile, at least, of Joe Adams again. You don't get as many opportunities maybe as you did back in the day, but certainly a couple, three times, you know, you get a shot to really flip the field there. What uh, what do you think happens there ultimately? There's been a lot of talk about a, a number of guys who could potentially end up as the punt returner, certainly, and, and I guess the kick return game is another issue. You're not going to get many opportunities there nowadays either, but um, what about from a return standpoint, Quinn? I think it's going to be Satania. I think he's uh, Isaiah. I think that's going to be the guy. Uh, he does a nice job with catching punts. First of all, I mean, the first thing you got to be able to do, if you're going to be a punt returner, you better catch the football. Right. I mean, you can be dynamic and explosive and all that kind of stuff, but we don't need no 50, 50% of the time. We we need you to catch the football first. And the majority of the uh, of teams would say, for, from a punt returner standpoint, getting a first down on your punt return is really the, the, the baseline. So averaging 10 yards of return would be really, really good. But with Joe Adams – that guy right there, that was another offensive play. And and so you start scheming things. And I, and I know Scott Fountain will be all of that with an explosive guy like that. So that's that's my selection to, to return kicks, punts, do all that kind of stuff. But he's going to help you offensively as well because he's, he's just flat out got speed and he's going to be behind people. And it's – I mean, what he does, I mean, the way he moves his body, the way he catches the football, he's going to make an impact this year as well. Quinn, we got to run. Uh, we are going to be in full-on Cincinnati mode next week, so we'll have probably a few more answers. Should have a two-deep when we talk to you next week, so we'll have a little better feel for what the coaches are thinking, and we'll get all your insight on the, the uh, Bearcats next week as all well. Right. All right, fellas. I always appreciate being with you. Buddy, I appreciate you always, always, and in honor of our friends at Petty Jean, I'm going to eat some bacon tonight, Quinn, because that's, <laughs> that's the kind of team player I am. It's our role. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, fellas. See Thanks, you. Quinn. See all right, thanks to Petty Jean Meats.